Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Welcome to the next episode of the Carrots and Cake Podcast. Today, I have two special guests with me here today. They are Fit and Fueled alumni. So I have Tara Hodge and Tara Carroll. So Tara times two. And both of them have completed the Fit and Fueled program, which was a six-month program. And they continued on to work with me for almost another six months now as part of the alumni program. So I asked them to come on here today to share a little bit about their experience. And I just want you guys to hear it right from people who have completed Fit and Fueled, what it is all about, and kind of what happens after the program is finished. Because Fit and Fueled, it's a six-month program. It really is about a sustainable method to changing your body composition, to changing your health. But the thing about our health and weight loss journeys is it doesn't just end after six months. I Sometimes I like to think of Fit and Fueled as kind of like the starting point of the journey or starting point of the journey where you have a different long-term approach to your goals. So anyways, I'm rambling on here. I really want you guys to hear from <laughs> Tara and Tara. So I'm just going to stop talking and welcome them. Thank you guys so much for being here today. And maybe we just jump right into it with some quick intros. So Tara Hodge, do you want to just tell us who you are, what you're all about? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having us. Um, I'm Tara Hodge. I'm from Connecticut. I am 43 years old and I have an eight-year-old daughter. Um, and I work a very high stress, uh, many hours a week job, which is one of the reasons I joined was trying to find a way to fit fit in a healthier lifestyle um, into my, I guess, pre-menopausal and fully stressed out body and lifestyle. <laughs> yes. Well, welcome. Welcome. Thank you for being here. I've gotten to know Tara really well. She's a longtime client. <laughs> and then Tara Carroll, who are you and what are you all about? Um, yes. Also Tara. Um, I am also 43 years old. I currently live in Massachusetts. I'm a teacher and I have two children. I have an eight-year-old daughter and a five-year-old son. And one of, I also consider teaching a high-stress job. Um, so that is also another reason why I joined. Um, I have the luxury of having a schedule though that can kind of gear itself towards working out, working out early or after school. Um, although kids get in the way, uh, quite often. So, um, but yeah, the stress for sure, pre-hormonal or pre-menopausal body, uh, issues was one of the reasons why I joined and, and wanted to do the long, the long-term commitment along with that many other reasons I'll get to. Yeah. 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 And excited to have you guys here to chat a little bit more about those details. So, as far as which you guys have kind of touched upon a little bit, but want to get a little bit more in detail is, you know, what was life like before joining Fit and Fueled? And a little bit more about that motivation as far as like some of those like specific struggles or like symptoms. I know you both kind of mentioned like hormones and perimetopause. And I do feel like when you hit 40, things are just not the same. <laughs> so just wanted you guys to share a few more details about that decision to join. 
Yeah, um, this is Tara Hodge. I'll go first. Um, I think the the pre-fit and fuel, the lifestyle, I mean, I was working with Tina and Emma for a long time, but trying to kind of find the right path, the right method, like get, get something going more long-term. Um, I mean, I sit most of the day at a desk, stare at a computer, not very active at all. I mean, I try to get in walks here or there, but especially at this time of year, it's dark when I start working. It's dark when I finish working. It's, it's hard to get outside. Um, I, I was a pre pre working with carrots and cake. I was a very devoted member to another like larger name uh health or fitness I'm not even sure what you call them but diet culture um and and it worked to lose weight 20 years ago um but it wasn't you know a long term it was just about losing weight it wasn't about focusing on the underlying issues um, dealing with hormones, <laughs> dealing with stress, um, you know, having some sort of the testing done, HGMA testing to see what the underlying causes of or the, these issues that you're having. Um, so I joined because I needed something more. I needed a path. I needed to understand what was going on in my body. Um, I, I will mention just for, you know, hormone and other issues. I also have, um, MS, multiple sclerosis. So dealing with, um, the challenges that go on in your body with that as well. Um, and and really just trying to work it all out, right. Work it all out and figure out how to move forward in a healthier way. Um, but that can also help me be a healthier person. How about you, Tara? Okay. So pre fit and fueled, I considered myself pretty active. I, when I was, you know, in my twenties and well into my thirties was doing a lot of triathlons and races and whatnot. So, um, I liked the variety of working out. I was always drawn. I did CrossFit for a long time. Um, I was, but then I joined orange theory. So I liked those high intensity workouts. Um, I was usually working out five to six times a week. Um, and definitely mainly that hit workout, some, you know, what I considered then to be weightlifting. Um, I, uh, my mind has changed since fit and fueled, but, um, you know, I was eating healthy. I was doing what I thought was the right thing and trying to limit certain foods or limit alcohol and whatnot. Um, but it was around the pandemic that I just started gaining weight and I wasn't sure why, um, I knew the pandemic stress and being at home was definitely a factor. Um, but I also turned 40 during that time and I was doing everything I was always doing, um, you know, working out, eating that, but I continued to gain weight. So I was starting to feel really frustrated. I felt like that was kind of came out of nowhere. And so I knew there had to be there. I had to make some type of change. Um, I was considering another program at the same time around fit and fueled, but it was an eight week and it was uh, exercise based program. It was from like it was with a local gym and I was trying to decide, you know, fit and fueled or this other program. And what essentially drew me to fit and fueled to and decide with it was I, I'm sure it was probably came from you, Tina, like a post or something was um, like if you're not making changes then nothing is going to change. And I knew that if I joined this uh, you know, exercise based program for eight weeks, I would love it. I would be motivated by it. 
but I had been doing that for years and doing these like little programs and not really seeing any changes. If anything, I would see negative, you know, like weight gain or, um, my confidence, um, certainly went down. So, I decided to do Fit and Field because it was different. It was also a long-term commitment. I knew that something probably had to change long-term and that I had to make some changes or recommit myself or learn more in the long-term versus like a short eight-week program. Um, and I'm really glad I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is great to hear. And I, I think both of you guys kind of hit the nail on the head as far as realizing that, you know, this approach is a much more longer term solution. And there's so many different diet and fitness things out there, but they're really focused on those short term results. And just like you were saying, Tara is like, nothing changes if nothing changes. And I've even, I've, I've said that for years. And nowadays I really think it's like nothing changes until your nutrition changes. <laughs> I feel like that's a big part of it too. Also like lifestyle and like what is happening from day to day. Um, but I'm glad you guys kind of talked about some of the things that like you tried in the past and then realizing it's time to do something differently because, you know, some of those favorite high intensity workouts and, you know, the quickie diets and things like that, they work, you know what I mean? But they just don't work as well as a much more like long-term sustainable solution. And you guys are proof of that. I mean, we've been working together for like a year now and I have seen you guys change so much as far as your approach, your mindset, um, what you're doing from day to day. So it's been a really cool journey to do it with you guys. Um, so anyways, next question I had for you guys is as far as the Fit and Fueled experience goes, I guess, you know, what was it like, you know, like, what did you learn? You know, some of those cool things, hopefully. Um, and then, you know, maybe how it was different from some of those other programs maybe you've tried or considered. And I know you guys talked about like the length of time, like fit and fuel to six months, it's half the year, but um, any big, you know, takeaways or aha moments or just anything that sticks out for you as far as that experience goes. Um. This is Tara, Tara Hodge. Uh, I think that, I mean, I'll say that when I started Fit and Fuel, I was like, it's another program. I'll be honest. I didn't know. I didn't start right away. I mean, I started with Fit and Fuel, but I didn't start. I mean, there was a, there was a big mindset shift, like close to the middle or the end of Fit and Fuel for me. So I was attending all the calls, taking all the notes, gathering all the information, but I hadn't actually started implementing any of it at that point. Um, and I and I think that that's something really important to know because you you only get out of something what you put into something, right? And I've and I will admit that I've done a lot of different programs with a lot of different groups. And not gotten anything out of it, but that was my own fault. I didn't put anything into it, right? So um, there was a mindset shift for me towards the middle to the end. And that's when I really started to actually do the things <laughs> that I had been learning and implement the changes. And when I started to see, you know, like the little glimmers of hope, the small changes, I thought, oh my gosh, this might actually work. I should probably put more time into this. So for me, I mean, the six months probably wasn't enough. And that was one of the reasons I did the alumni group, but that was my own fault. I didn't really start from the start. And I think that that's important too, is you're only gonna, 
you're, it's only going to start working when you put it, the effort into it. And maybe that's a mindset shift. Maybe that's, you're just not ready yet. And you're, you know, waiting to see what you learn. Um, but I think it was important to see for me to look at everything we were learning. I was definitely a person that was like just cardio. When I did work out, it was cardio, 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 cardio. And why am I not seeing results? It wasn't about like, well, maybe I'm at a different point in my life. Maybe I need to build some muscle, um, maybe sitting all day and then just going for a run for an hour is not the best thing for me. Um, so that was a big thing, looking at the hormonal issues, looking at my results from my HTMA tests, looking at the supplements that might help um, eliminating processed foods, or at least being aware of the amount of processed foods I was eating on a day-to-day basis, because I thought they were healthy or healthier alternatives. Um, and they probably were healthier than what I was eating before, but how I could eliminate some of that, some of the processed foods and make better choices, not necessarily eat less, just make better choices. Um, and I think as I worked through the fit and fuel program week after week, there was a different topic and it seemed like week after week, there was something, at least one thing in that, in the, in the art call that I would have an aha moment say, even if it was just one thing, and it was usually more, but even if it was just one thing that I could implement to change what I was doing or how that was different from other programs I had done in the past. And very, very slowly, I would see small changes and not necessarily just on the scale. It's just my pants felt a little bigger, or I actually took photos at the beginning and I actually did measurements, which I had never done before, even though people tell you, you should always do that, but I had never done it before. And that was a big surprise to see those pictures, to see the numbers of the measurements. Um, So definitely you get out what you put in and every week I would get something that I could take away and implement into what I was currently doing that was a little bit of a shift. And I would see very slowly that those little shifts were making a difference. Um, so for me, that that was the big thing. And that's why I've continued on because again, six months is just not enough. I mean, you need more time to implement this. You need more time to see the big changes. Um, but that was probably a long way of saying, um, little by little, you start to see the changes, um, and you, and that makes you want more, want, make more changes to be even healthier. Yeah. 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 And I feel like, yeah, you said so many great things right then, but one is just like racking up those little wins, because I do think that creates some momentum and confidence right. to keep right. doing new things or even keep trying new things because we're all figuring this out. You know what I mean? None of us know the exact path to get to our healthiest and happiest self. So it is like a little bit of trial and error. And I also like that you mentioned um, just like it was kind of like a slow and steady process, because I do think a lot of times other programs you know, quote unquote fail, or like people can't stick with them is that you're trying to do too much at once. Like you sign up for, you know, a new 
fitness or diet program. And they're like, all right, you're going to clean out your cupboards and your refrigerator, no more sugar, no more processed food, no more gluten, no more dairy, no more alcohol. And you need to start working out five or six days a week and drink a gallon of water. And it's like, like, no wonder you can't do everything at once. You know, it's like too many things and it's too different from like what you normally do. So um, I love that you mentioned that too. And then of course, just the amount of effort, like you just, if you want this to happen, you have to put in the effort and the more you put in, the better results you're going to get. And obviously not you guys or, you know, any of the ladies that I've worked with, you know, in Fit and Fuel, but sometimes I do think people like think they're going to pay money and then the transformation is just going to like magically happen. And it's like, well, no, you actually need to like do the things. And that's why it's been great working with you guys because you're doing the things. So anyways, I'm going to stop rambling. Um, Tara Carroll, what was your opinion of Fit and Fuel? Then, you know, maybe some of those like big takeaways for you. Yeah. Um, when I first started, I will also admit that I expected kind of like, oh, I'm going to get a meal plan and I'm going to get an exercise plan and I'm going to follow this for six months and I'm going to see results. So when, but I figured that out pretty quickly after the first few weeks that that's not what was going to happen. And I just continued to like trust it because I just, was continuing to tell, say to myself, well, something has to change because I thought I was doing everything right. I thought I knew how to fuel my body properly, but clearly I wasn't doing that. Um, so I had, you know, those for my expectations of what it was going to be versus what it was, was different, but I'm very happy with what it ended up being, obviously, because again, I signed on for the alumni too. Um, learning, I would say like that one amount of uh, amount of stuff that I learned over the six months was, is the biggest takeaway. Um, I get, I thought I knew how to eat right. I thought I knew what foods were healthy and for me to fuel my body, but clearly I did not. Um, and so like learning about just everything, right. The like proteins, fats, carbs, all of that, the ratios, uh, hormones, um, all the information about like minerals and different things, different um, electrolytes, like fueling my body and whatnot. That was really interesting to me um, to hear that. And I realized pretty quickly that I was beating my body up and under fueling it. Um, and so the first few weeks and months, I was, I cut back significantly in my working out or my cardio working out and I started eating a lot more. So I ended, I, started, I gained weight at the beginning, which was frustrating, of course, but I was seeing body changes and composition changes. So that helped me stay motivated. Like at the same time, um, it was frustrating gaining weight, but then I was thinking like, okay, I'm going to trust this process. I'm going to trust this process. And I'm seeing now some benefit, you know, all those benefits and whatnot. Um, so I felt like the first six months was me learning everything. And now the second six months is me implementing it and feeling more confident in implementing it. Um, and I feel like my body isn't sore anymore. Like when I wake up in the morning, I'm not sore. Um, I have old injuries that would always be reoccurring because I was doing all of this working out all the time. And those injuries are not there anymore. I'm sure they're there, but I don't feel them as much. Um, you know, I cut back significantly on running and I'm walking and I enjoy walking so much more. Like it's very, I think of that. So I think that helps with my stress. Um, the amount we talk about sleep is also was really like mind blowing for me. Um, I'm not a great sleeper. I've never been a great sleeper and the pandemic, obviously that stress. So I think that was one of those added factors and why I was gaining all that weight. So just learning about sleep and, um, 
you know, sleeping in versus waking up for a 5 a.m. class and the benefits, you know, or have to outweigh, you know, be just feeling like I have to get a workout in. Um, I also feel like I also feel that I can. Uh, if I if I miss a workout or I have, you know, I go out to dinner and have a couple of drinks or eat like more heavily than I normally do, I can just get back on track. And it's not even like getting back on track. I just have to go back to what I have been doing. Like it's very much a habit now of how I'm eating and how I'm exercising. Um, so I think that um, I'm, I'm realizing that now, several months after the Fit and Fuel, that that kind of set that foundation for it. And now it's becoming very much a part of my life. Um, I was also really proud of myself for taking photos and measurements before. I've never done that. Um, I'm still trying to do that and keep up with that because I think, you know, as much as the scale hasn't gone down a ton, I'm seeing um, changes in my body and in the pictures. And then just amount the, when I go to work out and the amount that I'm lifting and can do, that's very um, empowering too, as a woman in, you know, almost mid forties and that I can can I, that I can lift this. And there's people, there's guys next to me at the gym that I'm lifting more, more than. So that, um, also has its benefits to, you know, mentally. Yeah. 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 I love that. And I'm glad that you trusted the process because, you know, just like we were talking about, um, like we talk about the scale a lot as far as like fit and fueled and with the alumni and everything. Um, but I do think, you know, a lot of people like don't think they're making progress because they're not seeing that number on the scale go down. But you guys both said it. You took these photos, you took the measurements, and you're starting to see these body composition changes, which I share those side-by-side photos all the time on Instagram because I love seeing when like a woman gains weight, but then her body composition improves so much. So I love that you're still trucking along with the process and getting stronger. I think that's so important, especially like in your forties and beyond to be like functionally fit and capable because, you know, the last thing I want, I mean, for myself and for you guys and all women out there is, you know, being old, falling, breaking your hip you know, like all of that. Like, I just want us all to be healthy and capable as we move into like our older years. And then also, I like that you mentioned that, you know, inside Fit and Fueled, you learned a lot. And then six months later, you're really starting to like implement it. Because I think sometimes the timing of all this is really important because you need to be ready to like make the change. Like, I think mentally you might be there, but then actually like doing the things. So I love that you said that. And then of course, I think a big one for anybody in their forties is just being kinder to their bodies. Like as we age, we don't have all those wonderful hormones. Like our stress hormones are so much more amped up. Um, our cortisol, our blood sugar, you know, it's like a lot of the reasons why we don't always feel our best and why we gain weight sometimes. So I'm glad you mentioned a few of those things as far as like sleep and um, walking, stress management, and then, you know, sleeping in. <laughs> like if you haven't had a good night of sleep, sleep in instead of, you know, working out. So lots of great things that you said. So anyways, thank you for can that. I, can I actually add something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, talk and I did talk a lot enough about um the all the mindset work we did in fit and fueled um you know having a daughter I I've, I when I was growing up I was always aware of my body and very self-conscious of my body and um you know being an athlete and working out and being stronger and like comparing myself to other people that I was competing against or whatnot um it was just very much part of who I was and the amount of time we spent on mindset, I'm also seeing as a huge 
um, shift for me now and having a daughter and being a teacher in front of girls. Like I'm constantly thinking about the messages we send girls and what society, you know, like images we we share with girls and comments that I make about my friends' bodies, or if I haven't seen someone in a long time, right. Comments that I make or thoughts that people just naturally make thinking it's a positive thing. Um, that has really stuck with me and I, it's still work. I'm still working on it, the mindset, but the amount of time we spend on that, I think is really valuable because especially as a female and with a daughter, because I don't want her, you know, I I don't want to burden her with that. I don't want to say something about my body or when I look at myself in the mirror, I think about this all the time. And when I lift them up and I, you know, like I say, you're so strong now, instead of saying, oh my gosh, you're so heavy. Um, Just little things like that. I've been becoming very aware of. And for myself, I can move on. Like if I'm having, if I, you know, gained weight one week or something, or my pants are tight and they used to not be tight, even through this process, I'm like, okay, moving on. You know, like it's just one thing. It could be many factors. Um, I don't like sit in it and dwell on it and like think it's a part of who I am and it's making my person worse, right? So I think the mindset is always something that I'm going to have to work on, but the amount of time spent in fit, fit and fueled is really beneficial. Yay. I'm so glad to hear that. And like, I I personally love talking about the mindset stuff because I started therapy like right before COVID all went down and, you know, spent four years in therapy every week. And I just feel like it changed so much for me. So I love sharing the mindset stuff. And unfortunately, a mindset is kind of like a hard sell sometimes because it's like so vague and there's like mindset experts and like a little woo woo. And I think a lot of times when women want to lose weight and like change their bodies, they just want to know how many calories, how many macros, what workout should I do? What food should I do? And, you know, that stuff's important. But I also think getting your mindset right is a big part of it, just how you approach food. And like you were saying, how you talk about yourself, how you think about yourself, you know, what you're imparting to your kids. And I mean, that's definitely motivation for fit and fueled in the name. Like I want us to feel fit and fueled. I don't want us to think being good is eating diet food and consuming the fewest calories possible. Like I want us to be actually nourished um, and strong and capable and, you know, all the things that, you know, we want for our kids. So um, thank you for sharing that. I just appreciate it because I love the mindset stuff and I'm always wondering <laughs> like how it goes over with people. So <laughs> thank you for that. Um, so another thing I want to talk about, you guys have touched upon this a little bit as far as just what is life like now? You know, what has improved? What has changed? You know, non-scale victories, wins, anything like that? You guys, I know you've shared a few, but anything else that really like sticks out for you as far as, you know, my life is different because of this or, you know, this thing is really significant and, you know, it's a win for me. Um, I think for, for me, and this is, I guess, a little bit of the mindset as well, is not focusing wholly on the scale, which is really difficult. I mean, it's really difficult because it's what I've done for so long um, and always measured progress on that number. I mean, and it's, and it's difficult because even when you're going to the doctor, it's, they're talking about your weight. And when, you know, my daughter's eight now, what I still remember you know, the conversation about like, oh, you gained too much weight or you should be in this, you should be this, this many pounds less than when you are right now in this week range that you're in. And, and I always thought like, 
but how does that apply to everyone? How can that one range apply to everyone? And still now, all this time later, focusing so much on that number and trying trying to let that go. And I think that I've gotten a lot better at being able to let that go and focus on the fact that I'm trying to be healthier and maybe that's building more muscle and not necessarily losing weight because you're building muscle um, and being able to see that progress, whether it's in pictures or measurements or just the way your clothes feel or the fact that my daughter like comments about, you know, wrapping her arms around my belly or I mean like stuff like that that you don't even think of. Um, but those are your non-scale victories or just like, Hey, I went through a whole day today and didn't feel like housing three chocolate bars. You know what I mean? It's just like something so small like that can be a victory. And that may be so much more important than 0.6 pounds on the scale that I lost, you know, the week before last or whatever it was. And, and I'm not saying that's not important. Obviously we all most of us are looking to lose weight as well. So your step on the scale, you see that you lost a few pounds, that's going to make you happy. And that's, and that's great. That's, that's a victory too, but it's not just the number on the scale. So I think for me now it's focusing less on that number and more on, am I getting enough protein Am I eating enough, you know, vegetables? Am I managing the carbs and the fiber and the fat um, and eating enough to fuel my body, but eating enough of the right things to fuel my body and not like, like a hundred calorie pack of cookies, because that's just hundred, hundred calories and you still get a snack, you know, and that's really the mindset that I used to have is just, you have to hit a calorie goal and maybe you can fit in 300 calorie packs, you know, because that's just a hundred calories. Um, so shifting away from that a little bit and focusing more on being fit and fueled, fueling your body to do the things you need to do every day, to make it through the work day, to make it through taking care of your family, to make it through making dinner and getting everyone ready for bed and not feeling like you're falling over by the end of the night. And sometimes you do, you know what I mean? That's just life. Um, but I think that for me in this post-fin fueled, still alumni situation, um, keeping the positive mindset and focusing more on doing what's best for me and my body. And then if we see these small gains, then that's enough to keep me moving forward. Um, even if it's not losing 20 pounds on the scale. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 And I feel like the diet culture stuff is just hard to get past. I mean, especially yeah. like the relationship with the scale. And I think mm -hmm. that's probably why I spend so many weeks in the beginning of the program, like talking about like how to measure progress and what the scale tells you and like kind of getting your mindset or uh, like right around that. Because like you said, you, you like nailed a bunch of those wins that aren't necessarily scale wins, but they improve your life and enhance your life and enhance your relationships and things like that. So I just love that so much. So thank you for highlighting those. Yeah. And, and I'll mention one other thing that, that kind of is married to that is that because the other program I had done for many, many years was 
just about stepping on the scale and what is that number. And if you're not in a certain number, you have to pay more money or you're not a lifetime member anymore, you know? And it's like, well, wait a second. I mean, I was a lot skinnier when I got married and was like a lifetime member, but I had no muscle. I mean, I was like bones, like skin and bones, just trying to fit into a wedding dress. And so, yeah, I weigh more now, but I'm also, I would say probably healthier than I was then, but you're saying that I'm going to have to pay you more money because I'm not within a certain weight range. And like you said, that's so much of this culture, so much of the diet culture. And, and Tara C said it perfectly that, you know, I don't want my eight-year-old daughter who is probably a little bit bigger than some of the other girls in her class, but not because she's not healthy. I mean, I see what she eats every day. I make her lunch for school. It's not that she's not healthy. It's just that her body is different. Her body's not going to be the same as the other girls that she goes to school with. And it's never going to be the same. And as an adult, her body's not going to be the same as all the people she works with or is friends with or anything else. And so I, it's hard. It's really hard to get past that as an adult it's super hard to get past that as an eight-year-old. And I'm afraid of what it's going to be like when we're in the, when the, in the teen years, but I really wish that we could all move past that little box that everyone's supposed to fit in. Um, I mean, even for our insurance, right. Even for my insurance, I have to fill out, have my doctor fill out a paperwork, fill out paperwork and I'm not in that box you pay extra on your insurance. I don't necessarily think that that's the right way to measure it, but I could go on and on forever, but I wanted to add that. <laughs> yeah. 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 I love, I love that as well. And yeah, it just, the mindset shift of it all and just like how society sees women and girls and everything. It's yeah. I think it's just a work in progress. And I hope a lot of it is changing. I just think about like the like nineties culture, you know yeah. Like yeah. we're, I feel like we've moved a long way from that, but I have so many conversations with women where they are just really wrapped up in the number on the scale, how many calories, how many macros. And I don't know, I think you just need to get to that place where you're ready for a different approach. And I think you only really know that like intuitively, you know, like, am I ready for a big change? And not that fit and field is like this huge, crazy change, but, you know, just talking about the approach that I give, it's not a quick fix. You're not starving yourself. Like you're really in it to win it as far as improving your health and your body composition in the process, but it's going to take some work. You know what I mean? Like you have mm -hmm. to start implementing new nutrition strategies and new habits and new lifestyle um, behaviors. So it doesn't happen overnight, but it, it will happen. You just got to, got to get there. And, you know, hopefully what you guys have learned has been a guide for, for getting there. Mm -hmm. All right. How about you, Tara? Tara, number um, two. <laughs> yeah, I can echo some of the same things that Tara said. I would say the part that I noticed the most is that what I eat or I'm going to eat and when 
I work out or did work out doesn't consume my mind anymore. And I think it did for a long time, especially in the couple of years right before Fit and Fueled because I was gaining this weight and I was so confused and I was didn't know why because I was doing all the same things I had always done. So I don't feel like I'm consumed mentally. So it's less, and that was exhausting, right? Always thinking about that. So it's not as exhausting. Um, and when I look at food, I truly do feel like, well, I'm just eating this to nourish my body. You know, I'm not depriving myself of something. So I'm not feeling like I have to look at what other people are eating and what I'm eating. And I don't feel like I have to like splurge or have something because, or snack at night because I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm feeling nourished. I'm fine. I don't need something. I don't. And Tara mentioned earlier, but like cravings and all of that has changed for me significantly. And that's, I mean, it's not to say that I don't want chocolate or something sweet after lunch, but I, at school, literally would go into like my, you know, coworkers chocolate candy drawer and have something like two or three pieces every day because I, I wanted it. And now I feel nourished and I don't need it. You know, if I want it, I, I take it, but I, it's not like something that I feel like I have to have. Um, it also never felt like a diet uh, when I was in Fit and Fueled and it still doesn't. I'm currently in a cut, so that feels a little bit like it because I'm I'm definitely thinking more and more about my food and tracking it. But I was in maintenance for the entire time we were in Fit and Fueled, and it never felt like a diet. It never felt like I couldn't have something. Um, I was obviously very aware of the food I was eating because I was learning, but it never felt like I was on a diet. You know, it was, it was, I was trying new foods because I knew that they had a lot of protein in them or they had, they gave me, made me full, you know, they had a good mix of fiber and vegetables. And so I felt good about that. And I was trying it. It wasn't because I was supposed to have it because it was on my diet. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's probably like one of my favorite things that people say about fit and fueled. They're like, well, it didn't feel like a diet or when people get into like a fat loss phase and they're like, it wasn't so bad. I was like, no, it's not supposed to be terrible. But like you're saying, yeah, you're thinking about food more now than you usually do. But like you're trying to put yourself in a calorie deficit for, you know, a short period of time. Um, and I just love what you said about like the mental part of it. And I was actually thinking the same thing about myself because um, I went out to dinner with my husband this weekend. And I think in the past, if I hadn't worked out that day, I would have stressed about going out to dinner or having like some cocktails or whatnot. And it was one of those moments where I was like, I don't even think those thoughts anymore. So it's just like interesting that, you know, like how you shared, like this doesn't consume me anymore. Like, when am I going to work out? What am I eating? And I do think if those thoughts are running through your brain all the time, that's just like another level of stress. But I was, I was thinking that to myself the other day. I was like, I don't even think like that anymore. It was such like a transactional relationship with like calories and exercise. And if I didn't work out, I shouldn't have the fun thing that I wanted to eat. So it's just interesting. I'm just glad you mentioned that. So thank you. Um, and then just to wrap up here, I would love for you guys to share what you would tell somebody who is considering fit and fuel, because it is a little bit different than maybe, you know, some of these other diet and exercise programs that are out there. But what would you tell them if they're thinking about joining, if they had any hesitation about like the time commitment, like six months is a long time, or even like the price, you know what I mean? Like it is an investment. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say it it is an investment and not, not to minimize that because not, yeah. not everyone you know, ha has the ability to to do something like this. But again, I, I think I would go back to what I originally said is you get in what you put out. 
or you get what you, you get. Did I say that right? Um, but it's never one thing. And I think that that was um, something that was really important to me is that because the, the call every week is about something different or hitting on something different, it's helpful and you need that six month time period to implement those different things because it isn't ever one thing. I mean, I, I am, I'm like the queen of like, Oh, I, I bought a walking pad. This is it. This is going to change. This is going to change my life. Or I'm going to start taking magnesium. This is it. This is what the thing is. It's going to change it. Or, you know, I'll cut out and, and I am gluten-free for a different reason, but I'll cut out gluten and this is it. This is going to change it. It's never, it's never just one thing that's going to be the big change. It's implementing a lot of different things and finding the appropriate balance that works for your body. And what works for me is not going to work for Terracy. And what works for Terracy is not going to work for, you know, your friends next door or whatever. I mean, it's never that one thing. So if you're thinking about making the commitment to the six months, I would say the six months is necessary. Obviously, we're proof of that because we're still doing it. <laughs> we we signed up for another six months. Um, I, I think you need that to implement everything you learned. Um, and and I think it's it's important to to listen to those calls every week and to try implementing the different things because it's it's not going to be one thing. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out the appropriate balance of all, all of the different things that we learned. Um, but slowly but surely, um, making progress. And, and I think that a lot of that is just due to everything that we learned in the program. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Did you want to say something? <laughs> no, I'll let you go. Um, I would say, you know, if you're looking, this is kind of personal, right? But if, I, if you're looking for a change and you feel like you've tried a lot of things and nothing's working, um, it's not going to hurt. And it, for me, the financial commitment was a big was a big factor in this. And it was the one thing that was holding me back. But I'm so glad I did it because... I learned something. And unless you're like a registered dietitian, you're probably going to learn something. And like Tara said, like one of these things is going to be something that helps you. And then one other thing is going to be something. And all of those little things put together are eventually going to make a change for you. Um, whether it's the, the strength training or the mindset or the hormones or the whatever it might be, or the nutrition, you're most likely, I mean, it's six months every, you know, four times a month, you're going to learn something and something will hopefully resonate with you to make that change. And I agree that the six months I think is that was the best part of it. Um, if anything, because it was long and I didn't feel like rushed where I had to start making changes right away. It could be gradual and it's still gradual. And I think about, already like the next six months and the next year for myself, like what that's going to look like. Um, so it's not like you didn't, um, you know, you don't gain the weight overnight, although it's so much quicker to gain weight. <laughs> um, you know, like I really understand like the, um, I don't know if it's you, Tina, but someone posted me of like, if you walk 10 miles into the forest, you're going to have to walk 10 miles out. Right. Like it, and that like, really, I really thought about that. I'm like, you're right. This has been a long time for me at least. So if it's been a long time for, for someone else, you have to just commit to that. And, um, you know, you want to have a strong, healthy body fit and fueled right when you're older. 
Um, and that's important to do now versus when it's like too late and you're not able to. So, yeah. Yay. Well, I love that you guys. And I I'm just emphasizing what you guys said is just, you know, none of this change happens overnight, but I do think you get to a point where you're just like, I need to do something differently. I don't know exactly how it's going to happen, but I'm committed to it and I'm going to trust this process and do the thing. And I mean, I just think about myself. I mean, that's literally what I did. I just got to this like absolute pain point right before I turned 40. And I was like, this is crazy. Like I am unhappy. I'm snapping at my family. I'm yelling at the dog. Like I'm not sleeping, my skin breaking out. I just feel like my life was in shambles. And I was just like, something has to change. And it wasn't all overnight. You know, I didn't nix all sugar, clean up my cupboard, start working out. It was slow and steady. And, you know, it's four years later and just still figuring it out. So I love that you guys kind of emphasize that as well, that, you know, Fit and Fueled was there to like guide you, kind of push you in certain directions to like try new things, but, but it's ultimately like your journey and everybody's health and, you know, where they come to this program are so different. So it's not, not a cookie cutter program in any way. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, curriculum and content, but you know, everybody's journey is, is different. All right, guys. Well, as we wrap up, um, anything else to add here? No, I think thanks for thanks for going on the journey with us. I think we're uh, we continue we're continuing it, and uh, you bear bear with us and everything, every, all the questions, all the crazy questions we bring to you. So oh thanks. no, I love it all. I love it all. <laughs> I love know. working with you guys and getting to know you. And is there like an alumni alumni group we yeah. could do? <laughs> There is an alumni alumni group. So I'll send you guys all the details about that. Cause now we have the second group finishing up and they're going to be alumni, I think in like three or four weeks. Um, so we do have a new offering, but I'll give you guys all the details about the alumni alumni group, because yeah, I would love to have you guys continue on. I mean, just like we are saying, this journey doesn't stop after six months, might not stop, stop or start. <laughs> Words are hard stop after a year either. I do think like a health weight loss body composition journey is you know, years and especially like those side-by-side photos. Like I love sharing them on Instagram. A lot of times it's like two, three, four years in between those photos. So I just feel like the sustainable approach to all of this, it takes a little bit more time, but like you're figuring it out as you go. So you don't get to like a certain place and gain all the weight back because you have figured out what works for you. You have the tools, you know what to do. Um, And obviously like the short term, like diets, quick fixes, you lose the weight, gain it all back. So it really is kind of like that long-term sustainable approach. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. Um, And if you're listening, enjoyed this, you want to know more about Fit and Fueled, I'll definitely include links for you to get your name on the wait list because the wait list is opening the last week of February. And then we're opening enrollment to the public in mid-March, but you're going to want to be on the wait list. (laughs) because you get early access, you get discounts on the price and you get a free HTMA. So make sure you're on that list. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you.